My name is Linda Reyna, and in this podcast episode, I will be discussing Mesoamerican life before the 1600s and how Spanish colonialism changed the region. But more importantly, I will be discussing the significance of respecting one's beliefs and how hostility and unsympathy can lead to chaos. But before I get into that, I wanted to talk more on the life before the Spaniards arrived. I'll specifically talk about the Aztecs as well, because they play a huge part in this conversation. And I'll try to make this podcast episode, and this subject in particular, as easy as possible to understand. Long ago, there were these tribes surrounding Mesoamerica, each with their own unique plantations and art styles. Along the coastal area lived the Olmecs, who fed primarily on corn and beans they planted. They also came up with the calendar and sculptures. And to the east lived the Mayans, who built the stone pyramids, and they painted on plates using plant pigments, and carved writings on slabs. And to the west we have Monte Alban, whose central government drew other representatives from different villages. Finally, there was Teotihuacan, known as the Place for the Divine. This place was the metropolitan area of the century, full of culture, riches, religious sculptures. It was great, um, until it wasn't. Teotihuacan fell due to the uprising of angry lower-class citizens, leaving the city on fire and in ruins. And that's when the Aztecs come to play. Much later, the Aztecs stumble upon this abandoned city full of debris with religious artifacts, and so they decided to settle and name it the city Teotihuacan, meaning the place where gods were created. So life at the time was glorious for the most part until the arrival of the Spaniards, and that's where things went south. Camila Townsend, author of Fifth Son, A New History of the Aztecs, was very descriptive when writing about the development of the most powerful empires in history. So most of what I'm saying is summarized from her book. Anyways, there were these people called Mexicas who were on an island surrounded by a, a great lake. They were trying to find motivation to stay since the land was so marshy and uninhabited. They found cactus and edible fruits growing, and there were plenty of fish to catch. So that was all that they needed to settle and call the place their own. So this place became Tecnochitlan. By the end of 1400s, the place became a marvelous world-class city full of riches, goods, crops, dancers, art, music, markets, books, and education. King Moctezuma was on the throne, and Spanish expeditioner Hernán Cortés was on his way to encounter the city. The year was 1518 when Hernán Cortés, a machismo, intelligent, and ruthless conquistador, first encountered King Moctezuma. On the first day of their arrival, Cortes was playing it cool, friendly, yet he was determined to stick to his primary mission of spreading the gospel. However, on the second day, during the tour of the king's temple, Cortes' remarks towards the idols and the gods became aggressive, sarcastic, and inconsiderate. A conquistador soldier who accompanied Cortes named Bernal Diaz wrote excerpts during the events. In his book, The True History of the conquest of New Spain, Diaz wrote how mesmerized he was by the Aztec politics and social organizations. He adds, quote, Cortes answered him, also laughing, and said that opponents and enemies always say evil things without truth in them, of those whom they hate 
and that he well knew that he could not hope to find another prince more significant in these countries, end quote. According to Diaz, Cortes mocked Huitzilipotzli, the god of war, and his brother, Tezcat, the god of hell, by laughing and insulting them. And though Moctezuma made clear that he was offended, he maintained his poise in graceful and welcoming manners, as a true leader should, in my opinion. So the passive snarky remarks are what really rocked the boat between the two of them. Moctezuma became more hostile than he originally was by sending his troops to keep a close eye on the Spaniards. And with the amount of praise and followers he had to back him up, he saw it as an advantage to attack. And in this next section, I will be talking about how Spanish colonialism changed the Aztec region over time. Spoiler alert, eventually Cortes did overthrow the powerful Aztec empire Moctezuma through his tactics and charisma. I think his ego was super inflated and that triggered some sort of monstrous motivation in him. Think about it, he had the technology, gunpowder, horses, and a smallpox epidemic to reduce the number of weaker Aztecs. And not to mention, he managed to turn some of the Glashkala tribe against the Aztecs. This guy was a brutal mastermind, and as a result, New Spain was born. The Spanish ruled all of central Mexico, and Spanish-funded expeditions brought Europeans and Africans to the region, creating mixed races like mulattoes, mestizos, and creoles. The indigenous were forcefully and slowly weaned off their traditional values to follow Christianity, and that's how it changed over time. So why is this relevant in today's society? Well, we see a group of people that were stripped away from their religion, culture, marriages, and homes, and basically everything that was familiar to them. And the rest of the Spaniards helped fuel the fire by granting power to a powerful leader who allowed such violence and oppression to happen in the first place. And how would you feel if everything you practiced and believed in was taken away through bloodshed? The Spaniards didn't even give these poor people a choice, even though their religion preached the gift of free will and pacifism. Talk about practicing what you preach, right? This act of injustice also mirrors modern society. We see leaders with similar mentalities compared to Cortes, like Adolf Hitler and Donald Trump, who don't sympathize with different perspectives. These leaders started out with the mentality that they are holier than thou and believe that they have every right to strip away an individual's thoughts or freedom. However, if we act out of kindness, understanding, and sympathy towards strangers, especially strangers who welcome us with open arms, then we don't risk starting a war. I believe there is a right way to evangelize without ridiculing or harming a person's religion. I think we are better off appreciating diversity because we go closer and obtain new knowledge to progress in life.